da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. It's time for another movie of the week. Discussion. If you're wondering how long it would take Richard Barden to do a Borat impression, I think it was what less than five, less than point five seconds. Yeah, I'm the first one to ever do a Borat impression, so I'm just kind of, you know, mixing it in. I was wondering if I was going to get through one sentence, and I didn't. I didn't even get through half. <laughs> I just wanted to right, really we'll go, get out. Now, now that that's over with, where we can be adults and. Mm-hmm. I worked with uh, a guy years ago at Borders who was like. I don't know, in his 50s, and he saw Borat and really liked it, and then only spoke as Borat for the next three years that I knew him and worked with him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys kidding. bonded over that? I, I, it wasn't that just, it wasn't just to me, though. It was to everyone. Unless he was talking to a customer, he was in Borat voice for years. When yeah. to, well past the point of it being funny. I've had that. I've had that uh, with uh, coworkers before. Yeah, where you bond over one thing, mm-hmm. and then that the rest, the rest of the time you ever see that person, it's the only thing they ever bring up because it's <laughs> yeah. the only thing they have in common. Yeah, it's like Richard, Richard, remember Borat? <laughs> Very nice. You're like, yep, yep, <laughs> I remember. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, how long ago was Borat the original? Uh, I think oh six, so fourteen years ago. Oh my goodness, it doesn't feel that long ago. Doesn't Honestly. doesn't yeah no but it was it was a I mean, long time ago. I refuse to admit that it was that long ago. But, yeah, um, yeah. It did just I don't know maybe just because it's still so relevant. Like I feel like it never really went away. You know, like yeah. it once it came out, it kind of stayed in the zeitgeist, like mm-hmm. as one of the the most talked about comedy movies bits of I don't know the past decade plus. And so, yeah, usually when movies are 10 plus years old, they like go away for a while and Mm -hmm. then people like come back to them and remember how good they were, you know, like, oh, remember this? Wasn't that awesome? Why didn't we like that? You know, Borat, I think, has kind of stayed, stayed in the, in the, in my ear, at least. Um, I know Sasha Baron Cohen's done other stuff or tried to at least, but I feel like the Borat thing has been, I don't know, just as funny now. Mm-hmm. It is when it came out in terms of um, even before this movie came out, the second one, like people were still Borat was still like a, a pretty, pretty relevant thing. Absolutely. It, it uh, you know, he would pop up here and there on Kimmel and character and things like that. And it was sort of so ahead of its time too, comedically um, that it, it kind of aged well, but it, it did get old there for a couple years. I would say if this came yeah. out in 06, I would say I was kind of over Borat from about 08 to 2014 or something, unless it was him doing it. But I just mean, right, you know, people doing Borat and then obviously, uh, you know, but I, and, I, and then I didn't rewatch it for a year. I probably hadn't seen it in 10 years. And then I watched it a year ago. I remember I, almost, maybe to the day, actually, a year ago, um, because my I remember my friends got married. And that was their that was their wedding. We just all watched Borat. No, it was a daytime <laughs> wedding, and my cousin was in town. It was kind of like a long day, and so we, you know, a lovely day, but a long day. So we we kind of just ordered some food at like eight o'clock at night. We're like, let's watch Borat. I haven't seen that in ten years, and we watched it, and I loved it. I thought, oh man, this is so much funnier than I remember. I mean, I I knew it was great. I just had forgotten a lot of it, and 
And, and anyway, today I saw that couple whose wedding we went to, they like posted yesterday their anniversary. Um, so yeah, I think a year ago today, I saw it for the first time in 10 years. And little did I know I would get to see new Borat content in, in film form, uh, you know, a year later. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, welcome in. It's going to be a fun episode. I'm glad you're here to to listen to it. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe. Um, we do these shows every week here on the main feed of Mad About Movies, but also we've got a VIP feed, madaboutmovies.podcast.com slash VIP, where we do throwback conversations. Maybe you heard our Shining episode a couple weeks ago here on the main feed. We did a little teaser. We do some throwback convos every week. We also do AMAs where you, the listener, submit your questions and we answer those in a fun or more random type episode. It gets movie related, uh, you know, things about our personal lives, things about the behind the scenes of the show, things like that we discuss on there. And also we've got our Discord community uh, popping off all the time over on Discord at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. So if you want to be a part of that and get more episodes and stay with us all throughout the week instead of just this one time, check out the VIP club, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP, where I can tease that the throwback for this week, 60 Years of Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock. So we'll discuss that in great detail, probably maybe even more so, more detail than The Shining. Oh, there's a lot to talk about with with Psycho. So if you're into that, if that interests you, if you are in the, the spirit of Halloween, scary movies, check that out over on our VIP feed. We've got more scary movies coming at you later this month. But for now, we move over to the prime waters of the Amazon River and what they've got offered up over on Prime Video yeah. And um, this was really cool, you know. Yeah. Um, kept it under wraps for such a long yeah, time. Yeah, kept it under wraps. You know what? I had always, we had always heard throughout the years, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen, of course, had been asked about this. He had signed on to do another one. They had announced another one, like right after Borat came out and never, never did it. Um, he's said in, in years after that that he just couldn't do it because it was too popular and. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that the, the whole, whole bit, bit was is, that yeah. he's an unknown person and they're interacting with him like he's a foreign journalist and uh, the whole thing. Right. So I think the way they went about it in this is, is hilarious. But before we dig into the specifics of this movie, Richard, let's just talk about Sasha as a, as a comedian, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of where he started and, and what your background is on on Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, but man, I, I probably discovered all a G show like when it was in its heyday, you know, yeah. um, high school. Yep. I remember watching, watching it around the time that, that, uh, Ollie G did the Harvard commencement address. Mm-hmm. Remember that respect like in yeah. mid aughts or something. And it was around that time. I was like, and then it came over guy? to HBO. Like, yeah, yeah. The and HBO then it, show then, for then HBO got like the rights to the first couple seasons. Exactly. Yep. And, um, and put them on late at night. And I remember watching them and, and, you know, YouTube had just come out and, and watching a lot of those clips and just losing my mind how funny, funny this was. Um, you know, lo and behold, a couple of years later, Borat, the movie comes out. I went over to the UK 
uh, when I was over there and came across the Ollie G movie that I didn't know existed. Like, yeah. uh, into, into house, house into yeah. house, like the scripted, uh, Ollie G movie. That's, it's pretty interesting. If you've never seen that, mm-hmm. it's, uh, he like becomes a member of parliament and stuff. It's like very, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty funny. Um, but man, there's just something about those, those first few seasons of Ollie G where it's just kind of, no one knows what it is. No one knows what Borat is. He can just walk around anywhere and interview anybody. There's something so raw and special about th- about that, and I think ultimately, uh, I guess, I know, came to a conclusion with Borat One, right? The anonymi- mm-hmm. anonymity part of it, at least in terms of the uh, mass appeal of, of yep, people absolutely. recognizing him, but. Man, I, I went back even last year. It was sort of after his Showtime series, Who is America, came mm-hmm. on. And went back and watched those original series, uh, seasons of Ollie G. And gosh, they are just phenomenal. I mean, every single sketch is the funniest. You know, if if that was one clip that came out in 2020, it would be like the most viewed YouTube clip of the year. You know, like I feel like every single thing just holds up so well. It's so subtle, but what was my mind, Richard, is is Sasha as a, as a comedian. I mean, it just his mm-hmm. comedic instincts are just unbelievable. Instincts, and then the the thing he has, which I don't think he he's the greatest at it. I think ever is, you know, obviously there's the there's the you know I hate using words like brave in the in, in, around comedy because it's you know what it, bravery is obviously uh, it seems sort of silly. Um, but he he obviously has uh, you know brass ones in terms of that. But I love it. He's such a great logistical planner. Like the way he sets up these set pieces. Um, you know, oftentimes with with unknowing scene partners who are he. Okay, so I I you know he's incredibly quick and all of that. But also he plans these things where I think he. Okay, if this happens, I'm going to do this, and then this will. You know, it's all really thought out so that he can kind of guide. You know, a regular person through through a scene and make it funny, and and it's all, all of it is in character, logistic to the plot. Um, he, he's such a he's such a genius in that way. He, that the way he can really plan out these kind of uh, you know because if you don't do that, it, it kind of ends up just being you know maybe British Jamie Kennedy, but the way that he's able to do the <laughs> the the acting with it, the planning within a loose narrative but narrative nonetheless, and really guide it through the characters always amazing to me and obviously his commitment uh the way he stays in character with a ton of things going on around him sometimes like police chasing them and stuff is is great yeah i mean his comedic background and he's talked about this some is like he's a classically trained like european clown yeah like literally like he clowning is in the states is like obviously not a big deal and it's like a parody they, right? we closed our clown college Ringling right. yeah. brothers we tried Bar- to, we tried to own, own no but uh, real own one but they had the they had a real one you know yeah it's where uh pen Gillette from penn mm-hmm. and teller is a alum of there oh i thought you were talking about the one you and i were no that one was we couldn't ever get accredited we couldn't yeah. get accredited yeah. um because those of clowns are tough they are they are um, 
but yeah, I mean, we don't even have like a clown college in this. But yeah, it's a much more of like a almost like a um, like you were saying, Ken. It's it's European clowning is almost it's a different kind of training. You know, it's almost uh, it goes it goes back to like yeah, I don't want to say medieval times, but like really ancient uh, times in like Germany and and you know Western Europe, right? Mm-hmm. The and so he. Tr- went to this co- these colleges, right? And he trained how to do classical miming, right? Like Yep. And it makes total sense when you hear that and you watch Borat because just the gait that he walks with, every single thing about mm-hmm. Borat, Bruno, Ollie G, all of his characters is just a complete embodiment of of the persona of those characters, right? Yep, absolutely. And then also he you know, his other education is he's like a Cambridge educated, you know, um, history student. Um, so obviously he's able to infuse these sort of silly things with a lot of intellect, um, a lot of satire and things like that. So he's kind of perfectly educated to do these things. Yeah. And then you guys talked about on the Chicago seven episode and we've talked about multiple times on the show. I mean, he's just a, he's a gifted actor on top of that. I mean, Mm-hmm. He's not like a one-trick pony kind of guy where this is all you're ever going to get from him. I mean, if this was, this would be great. But I think, you know, he has some potential outside of of doing this. And what a year for him. I mean, yeah. good what a month just, for him, gosh. Yeah, I mean, might get, might win an Oscar, might win two Oscars. Who, who knows? <laughs> Borat might win Best Picture. <laughs> who knows what's going on with this thing? Um, but I guess that brings us to Borat 2. The subsequent movie film. <laughs> I was in the minute I saw the title. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so funny. Perfect. That kind of Russian propaganda, you know, um, you know, as they as they infiltrated that part of, of you know, the northern Middle East and subsequent Europe. is a great Yeah, it's yeah. just such a great that kind of propagandized language is hysterical. It was gonna be called um Borat to Great Success. I saw that. Uh, subsequent movie films way funnier yes for sure and there's a couple other titles that they ended up using as subtitles for for some of the segments throughout the movie if you've seen it Mm -hmm. obviously you have if you're listening hopefully and please please watch the movie before listening to this this is one of those that uh you're gonna want to enjoy it with us you don't want us to spoil borat trust me but uh yeah let's 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 talk about this thing man i guess to start it start off the top is it's kind of what I was saying of this, the approach of this, you know, the very first scene of, you know, I became a great movie star after the first Borat, but I brought great shame upon Kazakhstan. So now I have to go back to the U.S. to redeem myself, but I'm too famous. And so I have to wear costumes. Boom. There's the movie. All right. So I can do anything now. Right. Because because now Borat doesn't have to be walk around as Borat anymore. Mm-hmm. He's Borat in disguise. So. Yep. That was just a brilliant workaround by him. Yep. And once he had that light bulb go off in his head, he was probably just like, all right, yep, Borat 2, uh, tomorrow? You guys want to do it tomorrow? Or, yeah. Exactly. Just get that cash, homie. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sure it was around the time he was working on This is America or Who is America or whatever it's called because um, some of the characters resemble some of the characters on that show, the ones he dresses up as um, in that. But... Yeah, what did you think about the uh, the approach to this, and just the overall general thoughts on uh, on this? Absolutely, yeah. It, 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 
again, the logistical planning is was so interesting and smart. The the you know very similar plot to the first one. I love I but I loved how it opens with him. You know he's where has he been? Well, he's basically been punished. You know all these years and and uh, and all that. But the um and then there's additional characters in this too. Unfortunately, um, uh, his his producer wasn't with him. This guy this time, but uh, Ken uh, Davidin or whatever his name is. Uh, but we do get a we do get a daughter, uh, which is which is interesting and. Uh, really, that she she is kind of a revelation of a find in that that the, she was willing to, you know, come along on this and do some pretty crazy stuff in public is kind of an unknown mm-hmm. is is very impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I the construct of this it's very similar to Borat, you know, one obviously uh, with with kind of the MacGuffin of the of some of the different you know Borat in disguise, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, no, but I was I was on it got me right away. I mean, just the minute you see that weird kind of font and those sort of public access and in, in yeah, Kazakhstan stuff. The titles, you just, the music yeah, and all that. Yeah. And you're just okay, I'm back in. Yeah, it it did. It it came right back where it left off, you know, and it was funny that um they decided to do this in such an important, like, historic year for the world, you know? Yeah. Like, what a better year for Borat to come back than 2020, you know? And and the irony of him <laughs> deciding to bring it back last year, you know, mm-hmm. and starting this thing and then having it come back uh, in the midst of the pandemic, I think, uh, made, made for all the better and, of course, makes for some classic scenes towards the end of the movie as the events unfold, right? I liked how they use the the real events of real time to mm-hmm. to kind of uh, tell the tell the story in their own way, and and but doing yeah. it secretly too. I mean, you, you know that we all kind of remember when that happened at CPAC. I think it was with Pence, you know, where he's dressed like mm-hmm. Trump. Mm-hmm. That was I remember like people seeing that online, you know, seeing pictures of that to it, but no one knew that was him. No one knew a that was Sasha. Mm-hmm. And no one knew it was Sasha as Borat. You know, he was kind of doing all this stuff under under everyone's nose um, is hilarious. And then just, you know, the stuff of like, you know, he's giving his daughter as tribute and things. Like that. And it's his yeah. constant earnestness with some of the most horrific things. And it's and her, it's completely and, like, um, <laughs> it, he's not trying to be mean, rude, like bad. No. Borat is so genuine in his heart, like truly yeah. like has so much soul to him, you know? Yeah. And it's just like giving a, he's like, you're the, you're the oldest unmarried woman in Kazakhstan. You're 15. We have to go, have to go, have to go take you to America to find a husband. Right. Um, so gosh, there's, there's so many great bits, but, um, uh, this is one we we were talking earlier about, you know, whether sometimes we miss the theater. Sometimes we don't. I mean, obviously you and I doing this show, um, we don't miss going to movie theaters as much as some people because we just went so we've gone so many times over the last almost eight years uh, of doing this. So, um, but certain you know a big loud raunchy comedy um, is is always fun to see with an audience. And I remember seeing I th- I think I've told the story on the show before, but I saw the original Borat. I was like nineteen. I was actually dating. I don't think you ever met her. She was very nice. Um, I uh, can't, but I was dating this Estonian uh, au pair. She was like a nanny for a family over here. Hmm. 
And her mother, so she was, you know, she was first, she'd only been in America a few months. Um, her English was great. I mean, she's really, really cool. But her mom was actually from Kazakhstan. And uh, she was obviously from Estonia. And then she, because she was an au pair and they just come over here, they don't know anyone. They kind of have like a other au pair nanny friend group. Like that's who they hang out with. So it was kind of this United Nations. There was a girl from Germany and a girl from whatever. And that was like her friend group. And I hung out. I mean, I dated this girl for like a year. And um, anyway, one of her friends in the in the au pair group was Israeli. And so the three of us and maybe one or two other people, actually, I think our, our mutual friend, Jonathan, uh, Kent went and saw Borat, um, and it was so, it was one of the best theater experience of my life because a it was hysterical and the whole theater is shaking with laughter. But you know you have a girl whose mom is from Kazakhstan who's laughing at all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You have an Israeli girl who speaks Hebrew, obviously. So she, uh, you know, all the stuff when he's speaking Kazakh, he's actually speaking Hebrew. Um, so it's all these little jokes. If you speak Hebrew, there's like a whole second layer of MacGuffin jo- or uh, you know hidden jokes and stuff. So anyway. Uh, I, I found myself watching this going, man, I, I, I'd love to see this in a movie theater. This is like a little one time during all this. I've, I've missed, you know, the sticky four and, and, uh, you know, $14 diet Cokes of a, of a movie theater. Yeah, man. I, I remember that, that as well. And it is disappointing that we didn't get the communal experience of the theater, but we did get the four days of Twitter trending, uh, with, things leaking out about was it what was in this movie <laughs> yeah right sure. so that was fun <laughs> i don't think we had like we had myspace in in 2006 but we didn't have twitter That's and fair. um I still so yeah it was fun to experience it on twitter as the weekend unfolded and everybody got to see it and what let's just say literal political statements had to be made about the content of the movie <laughs> and that's like funny <laughs> that that has to happen um but man, what do you think the price tag was that was on this for Amazon? I haven't looked it up. Um, I don't know what it is, but I was just curious what you you think it is. Because I mean, like he could ask anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. Hundred million. Yeah, I would say it's probably between because you know it, it it's not super expensive to do. It's probably a pretty small crew in terms of producing it because you're basically in a van driving across the country. Sasha Baron Cohen probably got a nice cut as the producer and. And star, um, but the marketing campaign is seems very pricey and is great. Have you seen it where you can like pull the mask out of his little mask groin thing? And all no, that stuff? I um, I have not. Um, so but I've seen the yeah, I've seen that online, but I have not seen one out. In no, me, no, I haven't seen it out either. But I'm oh. just saying, uh, you know, the stuff like that. I mean, just great, great marketing. So yeah, the, that's, that's not just the poster of him wearing the mask as the the thongkini too is. <laughs> Just so perfect. So funny. And when the minute you see that, you're just like, it's just so, so perfect and uh, perfect work, Kent. But it, and so, uh, perfectly, you know, references the original film, but is also so 2020. Mm-hmm. Another Borat story <laughs> is, uh, you was, you own the Thonkini in multiple yeah. colors. I already know that. You don't need to tell it on the show. <laughs> well, well, join the VIP for picks. Mm. Um, actually, that's not true. I will send the picks to all the listeners. If you join VIP, you don't get them. I feel oh. like that'll get us more signups. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was at a bachelor party in Las Vegas years ago. And uh, <laughs> one, I didn't know very many. Of the, I knew the groom very well, but I didn't, and his brother, but I didn't know the rest that well. And uh, <laughs> there was a guy there who um, 
he he was he decided because we were just kind of hanging at pretty low key bachelor party Vegas would gamble all night hang out by the pool all day you know just that scene wasn't nothing nothing too crazy but he decided he would wear the Borat the green tank you know t- thonkini um, to the to the pool every day and he was he was engaged I think at that time and he had a his his uh, fiance I don't know if they were in a fight or they were just kind of one of these couples but. He was the guy in the bachelor party that had to be on the phone with his significant other the whole time, um, pretty much, constantly. So I remember dying laughing like 30 times because I'd be laying by the pool, maybe having a beer or something, and this guy would come up, and he'd be in the full Borat swimsuit on the cell phone going, babe, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, we're just hanging out by the pool. Like, we're not up to anything. Like, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, no, I know, but I mean, we're just... I, you know, Richard's here. We're just hanging out. A pretty casual day. <laughs> and he's wearing the Borat suit. And that's and that to me is still like one of the five funniest things <laughs> I've ever just, just a guy in a fight with his fiance uh, wearing, wearing the Borat wearing in public. The... <laughs> and telling her how low-key we're being. <laughs> yeah, there was a good couple of years where every public pool of more than 50 people, there was one, one dude trying to do <laughs> Borat. And uh, glad we're past that. Anyway, all right, here we go. You mentioned the daughter character. Mm. To me, that's... You got to find somebody who who completely, I don't know, is bought in to what Sasha Baron Cohen is about. I don't know, like, how how would you rehearse this kind of stuff with mm. somebody like that, you know, like yeah. how do you audition that? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Say, all right, you interview me, right? Her she, name is Maria yeah, Bakalova. She's a, she's a um, Bulgarian actress. She's, she's incredible. He's been campaigning pretty hard the last two days for her to get nominated. I really think she should. I, but I thought he should have for the first Borat cause it's insane mm-hmm. level acting, but yeah, I would be, I would not be upset at all if she was nominated. I know it seems ridiculous, but she was great. I just saw on IMDb <laughs> that one of Borat's brothers, I think, or sons, is named Jeffrey Epstein Sogdiev. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, oh, Sasha. <laughs> well, know. Um, can we talk? Yeah. I mean, quickly, uh, yeah. not to. Go, do you have something you want to go no, to? No, I, I was going to talk more about uh, Maria's role in the movie. We can let's do, do her. Then. I've got a question here in a second, but let's keep talking about her. You're right. Yeah. No, she, um, you know, it was a combination of acting and then this incredible improv skill. And to me, the hardest part would be just not breaking character when um, you're around Sasha Baron Cohen doing this, right? Mm-hmm. And there was times in the movie where he, like, broke at stuff she was doing. Uh, the thing where she eats the lipstick right like randomly yeah and he just kind of goes along with it and starts doing it you know like she really took took this into her own hands and and led this thing full force i mean i was really impressed with that she wasn't just a side piece she was like a kind of the the main contributor of all the all the the best comedy in the movie too oh yeah no she's hysterically funny i don't think she has much of a um you know, comedic background. I think she's, you know, uh, more of a, more of a serious actress. And by God, she, she killed me. She's hilarious. 
Yeah, she was fantastic. But um, yeah, that was a great that was a great um, premise for the movie. I like how they kind of cleared up his old um, what was his name? His old um, producer that went went with him throughout the yeah. states, right? And he yeah. he became the chair. Like <laughs> they yeah. made a chair out of him. <laughs> Uh, so the first bit that he does really when he gets to the United States is going to get an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I died immediately. That that was one of the strongest bits, if not the strongest bit of the entire movie, was him FaceTiming the guy across from him, you know? Mm-hmm. That's classic. Um, and then, of course, what happens with the screen mirroring thing, I don't need to... Spoil that, and I don't want to. Yeah, but gosh, that was—I was crying. It was yeah. so funny. The bo- you're right. We kind of that. I mean, I think obviously Facebook was a thing in '06, but it, it wasn't, you know, fully weaponized like it is now. And we didn't have smartphones yet, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And and uh, it, it was great to see that comedy in kind of a totally different world now in a lot of ways. Um, still works so well. It was was great. Yeah, I like. It's funny. The, the you know sort of the premise of the movie was that that he he is like totally MAGA, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so is Kazakhstan, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they they took that opposite approach, right? Um, that that was funny to me. I didn't expect that, you know. Like, and in turn. Like the fact that they embrace Donald Trump means they were making fun of him, right? Mm. It was just a weird juxtaposition because he wanted to be around people that embraced him, so therefore he's making fun of them, right? So, yeah, I mean, this is this goes back beyond Donald Trump, um, Borat, and and mixing him with conservative politicians and mm-hmm. and communities, right? There's just yeah. something about that, the weird juxtaposition between. Old, well-to-do, conservative white people and Borat. That there's just the way he interacts with them, the way they don't understand what he is and don't care to understand it. It just kills me. And the the politeness that they often show him. Right. Um, And and then, but you can see the, you know, the... These aren't professional actors or anything, so it's you know they're they're mortified. <laughs> they show it, but they can't. Now they're in a trap because they don't want to come off as as closed minded or racist or anything. So they they go. He kind of uses uh, their wanted to be seen as <laughs> like not bigoted to to his advantage because then they'll they'll go and do more more and more horrible things without uh, without him having to push them far. Gosh, the bit that he did on Ollie G where he's with the two old dudes and he's doing the wine tasting and they're showing him how to hold the wine glass and do that. I mean to tell you that is the funniest thing in the history of comedy. I mean, I mean look that up right now. Pause this. Go watch that. I mean when they're showing him when he's they're trying to hand him the wine glass and he can't understand how to hold the glass. <laughs> I mean the just the on the spot like you know, yeah. timing of that, or just to think how to how to play off that. I mean, it's it's like I don't know. It's very rare. You don't. And if comedians do have that ability, they don't like 
show it in that way. You know, they're, they're either doing movies or on a sitcom or something. There's just something so special about seeing comedy in the real world, you know, that he really shows. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's, what's, what's great about that as well. Yeah. It's the, the, the idea of doing improv, like I always say with people who are not willing participants in said improv Mm -hmm. is, is like kind of next level. And, and, the the eighteen layers of of logic and thinking and satire there's satire on satire on satire uh, in every word he says um, and and he 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 can kind of get you either way if you're mean to him he can make you look like an idiot if you're nice to him he can make you look like an idiot um, and and everything in between so that's what makes it and no one else really has ever struck those notes now you know it didn't work as well in Bruno. Uh, you know the great. Dictator. I like Bruno, man. He no, went, he took too. it too far, but no, it's I, Bruno might be my favorite character of his. I mean, it's, I, yeah, I he's, love Bruno. <laughs> so he's so good. But the, I, the, I, I watched a bit uh, re- very recently of Bruno interviewing like a a metal band, and it is just so fu- <laughs> so funny. No, so I mean Bruno has its moments. I just think I don't think the Bruno movie worked. Bruno no, works no. way – I think Bruno's awesome on the Ali G show. Yeah. But the Bruno movie, while funny in a lot of parts, Borat movie is, is far better and, um, in, my, in my estimation. But yeah, the way he can, he can do that and, and push people is, is masterful. I mean he's truly masterful and it, it's great to see this again because the way he does it, you know, the thing that sucks about his comedy is, you know, the bigger he gets, the harder it is for him to do it. And so to kind of get this again as like a bonus Borat movie uh, was was just fantastic. Absolutely. I'm so happy we got this. And, man, I don't know if it lived up to my expectation just because my expectation is like through the roof. And, you know, like like I said, I like the less scripted Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. And this had a lot of very heavily set up stuff you know there's there was some stuff where it's it's kind of him just talking to to people i mean kind of the um you know the abortion clinic thing uh sticks out as kind of an old school borat kind of setup um let's see like the fax machine thing uh the plastic surgeon so there's some stuff where it really did feel like the old uh, show, and a lot of it just felt like, uh, you know, the movie, which is fine. Yeah. But, um, man, what was your favorite bit in the movie of all of them? Mm. I mean, it's hard to top the the just the the. <laughs> you know, you don't use the word climax, but no, the climax is incredible. But but just the when he takes his daughter to the like abortion counselor. With the little, you know, and then I put this in. They swallowed a, that she swallowed a a baby. That's just like a a baby inside of me. Yeah. Yeah, That's the classic Borat, like the purposeful misunderstanding, whether it's cultural language and all that. And then getting that person through their politeness to show kind of some real nasty stuff. Yeah. Is, is, is to me like that is a classic Borat bit, but, but climax is incredible as well. What about, uh, with, yeah, you know, uh, the words chosen very carefully. So what about you? Oh man, let's see. Um, the debutante ball was mm. funny. 
with the dance. I mean, it's, it's horrible. But some of the looks on the people's faces during that just killed me. Uh, the influencer thing was hilarious. Where they had the, like, Instagram influencer <laughs> in, interviewing a tutar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the babysitter <laughs> with the ball and chain and like giving the treats and stuff was uh was a bit a funny bit too um yeah there was there was a lot of good fantastic sams there's some very quintessential american stuff but i Mm -hmm. I think the movie really really kicks into gear when covid starts stuff starts you know Mm -hmm. and he's just poor at just like walking around aimlessly in like deserted streets right and he comes across his rednecks and goes and live in a redneck's house and it was very reminiscent of the first of the first movie but um man that was the best that was the best that that was reminiscent of the scene in the first one where he goes on the road trip with the guys in the rv right yeah oh yeah at the end and that's in the end of that one too kind of times mm-hmm. out perfectly mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i wonder my what favorite, they would have done had uh, had favorite. they not gotten like kept this culturally relevant you know yeah my favorite Borat origin in the original is the how baffled he is by a hotel. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's when when that, when he gets there, it killed me. Um, we gonna talk about the you spoiler alert if you haven't seen this. We kept the general. Can we talk about the two incredible COVID cameos that he got? Uh, which ones? I would say Tom uh, I mean, and Rita Wilson are pretty strong. Oh yeah, Rita Wilson's <laughs> great. I thought you meant Tom and uh, Rudy. Uh, Rudy's, Rudy's, you know, Rudy's Rudy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hanks, uh, what a treasure. I, yeah, that's the top, top built cast. Sasha Baron Cohen, Maria Baklova, and Tom Hanks in subsequent love, movie film. My favorite, you know, um, my favorite Boratisms are sometimes the small, really funny language things he'll do where he'll go, like he would always talk about, we, we in Kazakhstan support. Your premier Bush. I always love they call him. He calls him premier. U.S. and day always kills me too. Yeah, and, that, and his war, war of terror instead of war uh, on terror. Yeah, I mean, I'm not making a political statement there. I'm just saying just that the Borat point of view that he, he just that changing one letter makes that a completely different sentence. And that that's the kind of stuff in Borat that kills me. Yeah, it's very well written, and it really is. I mean, the entire. All the dialects, I mean, that he that he came up with for the character. I mean, I'm surprised he even put a literal country's name on the character. Mm-hmm. That's what surprises me. Um, that he didn't just keep it or make up a country name and just say it's random reporter from blank, you know. Um, but what amazed me about this, it kind of goes back to the the whole initial premise of the thing where he has to disguise himself in the U.S. because he's Borat. Um, he doesn't ever sink into those characters that he is playing. Like he's playing Borat playing these characters. Right. Does that make sense? So it's like triple confusing for him. I don't know probably how many times he was filming that he probably slipped in his mind to like be doing a redneck accent or whatever. But he, but like Borat would never do a redneck accent, you know? Right. He would just do Borat uh, (laughs) accent. Right. So, it's probably really tough on him to stay in character rather than if he was just in the suit and interviewing people or whatever. But um, that occurred to me too. Like the difficulty level was probably way tougher for this one 
because you are just trying to be these totally different personas throughout the, the course of the movie. But be Borat at the same time. Yeah. And everything he does, as you said, I I don't think you, you, you said it very well. I, I should have commented on that. Like you said, just the body language of Borat is distinct. The way he runs oh, yeah. and walks. So like how his feet like fall flat on the ground when he runs, like his, his feet don't, I don't know, have a hit the ground. Like, I don't know, heel first, you know, his feet just like stomp like flat on the ground when he walks. Mm -hmm. It's got, he's got some very weird, very weird mannerisms, you know, the suit is incredible. The underwear. I mean, he goes, he does it all the way down. Yeah. The mustache, the whole bit, the whole deal. Oh man. What else we got here? Oh, I was surprised Lunell didn't uh, show up in this. And there was a moment where I thought it, I thought it, she was, which is his, you know, prostitute wife from the first movie, or his mm-hmm. his wife from the first movie, where he's like, you know, before we go to the White House, before I give my daughter up to Rudy, there's one thing I must, one person I must see. And then the door opens, and I thought it was going to be Lunell's house, like he was going to go yeah. find her. But it was the original babysitter, and he just went to get the ball and chain back from yeah. her. Right. I think that was a purpose, a purposeful swerve there. Yeah. She said she got paid to be in the movie, but, 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 um, you know, some kind of union fee or whatever, but, uh-huh. um, wasn't in it. Cutting room four, perhaps. Yeah. Who knows? And obviously, as well, like you said, um, that, with the COVID stuff, I'm sure the plot took a pretty, you know, a couple left turns. Oh, yeah, they probably right. cut half the stuff they had shot. Well, right. we, we know that they had shot stuff at the State Fair, which there's like mm-hmm. maybe two seconds of that footage where he's just like skipping through the fair with mm-hmm. with what's-her-name, and they show a picture of the waterfall. I mean, the not waterfall. Oh, my gosh. Ferris wheel. <laughs> Why don't I do waterfall? It's random. Uh, and he also did a bit here in in Dallas where he was at a driving range with somebody in Arlington here. Just, that's my just friend's right, driving. right down, right down the road here. I could tell miles from me trailer. I was like, that's a lot of North Texas. I don't know why I could just feel, yeah, that's my friend's driving range. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he goes two or three times a week. And they got an email cause he's a member of the range, uh, explaining why they were in board, <laughs> which mm-hmm. was funny. I'll forward you the email. It's pretty funny. That's amazing. Um, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I would love to see a director's cut of this. It's just like three f- hours. There's some stuff in DFW in the first one as well. So, is there crazy? Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember what exactly, but I remember being hyped about it ten years ago. I'll look it up. And sorry, I shouldn't say that without ready to back it up. But yeah, no worries, no worries. Yeah, I mentioned earlier the fax machine Mm -hmm. where he has to go drive up to a literal store that has a fax machine to be able to communicate with home. I feel like we've been streets ahead on facsimile humor. And it's just now coming back around and it's twenty twenty to be funny again. Fax machines. Yeah, man, the fax was I remember faxing uh <laughs> so funny. It's just a weird childhood memory. I remember Nick at night at one point was doing a poll. Are you team Adam Samway or team Munsters? This is like in nineteen ninety six. And I don't remember which one we were, but my mom and I decided we were going to vote a few times. And you could either vote by phone, but it kept being busy, or you could vote via fax. So you would, we would just write like monsters on a white sheet of paper and fax it to Nick at night. 
It's like someone had to count all those. I don't know. Hilarious to me. That's amazing. Just drop that in a random conversation. Um, when you're, you know, you're in sales, right? So yeah, if you ever need anything from me, you know, get a hold of me, shoot me a text, call me, you know, <laughs> just give me a fax, anything yeah, you. Yeah, fax me. Yeah, just drop it in there, or just have it on your business card. But spell it facsimile. Don't don't do fax. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't like to facsimile. Well, man, this was. This was great, man. I, I don't know if it's better than the first one. I watched it twice because the first one is just like so visceral, you know, everything's coming at you. Uh, but I don't know if it's better than the first one, but it's dang good, man. Um, what do you think? You know, I think the first one is slightly better. Yeah. But it's it's it sure is close, and that's awesome. The fact that we got another Borat movie... That's a one really good thing in uh, in 2020, man. I, I never thought we would because I just thought that we just it's not funny. Borat's not funny in a scripted traditional comedy or as funny. Uh, it had to be something like this. I never thought he could pull it off. And and kudos to Cohen and and the director. Oh, different director on this one. I wanted to bring that up too, mm. but it felt very much the same. Didn't yeah, Larry Charles was the uh, original one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this guy he had done. Um, the uh, what's it called? Um, Last Man on Earth. That's what I saw. Last Man oh, on okay. Earth and um, Nathan for You as well. Oh, okay, Lo- love me some. Uh, I know Nathan that, for that, You. That's a very they're very similar kind of com- community artists. Yes, Nathan Nathan Fielder has taken over where Sasha mm-hmm. Sasha left off in terms of that. It's kind of good that he's never gotten super so famous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope Nathan Fielder's show comes out soon. His uh, one he's working on. I'm sure the the uh, pandemic halted that, but uh, we shall see. But man, I, I still think the original Allergy Show stuff is the best Borat. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and you've never gone back and watched those, it's worth a YouTube. It's worth a you know renting on Amazon for a weekend. There's hours of of sketches on there. Um, you know, you can run run through them in a in a big binge watch, and, and that's to me is the best stuff. Um, but man, this is right up there. It's it's he didn't really miss miss a beat, man. It's not like one of those weird Jim Carrey twenty five years after Dumb and Dumber type situations. You know, yeah, he, he was, was right back in there. But you could tell by the marketing that it wasn't that. You go, oh, this mm. is it. This is this again. Oh, I'm excited. So yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Maybe I my favorite too. of the year thus far. I'm going to give it an A. What about you? Yeah, solid A for me as well. Borat, subsequent Borat. movie film. And it's cool of them to put it on Amazon too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they did have offers. Maybe Amazon was like the one that maybe, I'm sure they did offer a lot. But like, I feel like everybody got to see this too. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like Apple TV Plus. It's like, well, right. it might be great, but no one can see it because no one knows what that is or uh, right. has that. Uh HBO Max or something. Well, there you go. There's some Borat talk for you. Join us later in the week in the VIP for Psycho Talk as we dig into some Hitchcock and some horror movies as the Halloween season approaches. Thank you for listening. We hope you liked Borat. If you did, reach out to us over on the social medias. we got Instagram. We've got Twitter, at MadAboutMovies. Let us know what you thought. Tag us, follow us, share it. 
you like what you heard, maybe if you laughed at anything we said, maybe you learned something this episode, leave us a nice positive review on the podcast app that you're listening to this show on. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. More Mad About Movies, but until then, for Richard, I'm Kent. We'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. The salads and scrambled eggs.